0: little bit, And then the, uh, the sermon is going to be a little different today. It is still going to do some Christian evidences, but I need to explain why we do that. We don't do Christian evidences so that we can run around and say, look at this, our Bible is perfect. Because it was not written, its history is not written the way we write history today. And so historians would look at it and say, there are some errors there. Well, there are, if you look at it, the way we write history. But they were writing a story for a purpose, and they did different ways with different things. Is it a a book of science? No, but there is some amazing science in it, as we have seen. There's also ceremony. And whenever I say some of the ceremony there about you getting the bird, and you sacrifice this, and you let this one loose, and people go, well, that's just complete mythology there. They missed the point of the need for ceremony, and we brought that up some last week. We just did a ceremony. There is nothing about ingesting a little bit of bread and a little bit of juice or wine that has any physical effect at all. And yet we realize that there's a spiritual thing we are going through and we were making spiritual connections. So don't let anybody look and pull out passages in the Bible about, now the speckled goats couldn't do this, and you're saying, well, that just shows that they were, they were just full of all kinds of weird. No, there were reasons. It kept the community together. I mean, I, I put up a tree. No, oh, I don't, because it came out of standards, but a tree is put up in our home very early for Christmas because we like baby Jesus, and those of you that don't want to rush the season, You just don't like him as much as we do frankly Uh, that's all there is to it we don't rush it as much as sam's club which already has trees out which is odd anyway i put up a tree does that tree really represent anything that happened historically it will in a way but there was no tree connected to the birth of jesus but by putting up the tree doing the ornaments telling the stories do you see what i mean now It doesn't all have to be historical. It doesn't all have to be scientific for it to be valuable and worthwhile. I've even had people who talk whenever somebody's going to get engaged, I'm going to ask her to to marry me and I bought the ring. And then somebody gives them a lecture on why diamonds are artificially expensive because of two fat. And I'm going, we don't need that. This is a symbol. It doesn't need to be a reality. It needs to be a symbol of a greater reality, a greater intention. So all that said, we're gonna talk about why we really look at Christian evidences when I get near the end of today. So hold that in mind. I'm gonna run through a bunch of these. Uh, We've had people say, you know, put the scriptures up, but I don't know how many I'm gonna be able to hit today, so I told Kirsten not to do that. And again, you can scroll back, or if you're from Greg's generation, you can rewind and you can hear, <clears throat> be kind, rewind, right? That's right, Blockbuster will take away your card. In Leviticus 17, 11, we brought this up briefly last week, the life is in the blood. Literally, it says that which is possible to make you breathe is in the blood. But bleeding was the standard way of treating a sick person, because they did not realize the blood circulated. They thought that blood was like a tide and again, affected by moons and the like, that would ebb and flow. And when it was too high, it needed to be drained down to protect their patients from being overheated. You know, fevers have a a purpose, but to keep them from being overheated, it was not until 1616, William Harvey proved that blood circulates through the body. And now, they stopped bleeding people. No, science doesn't work that way, it's slow. It took another 200 years before they stopped bleeding people. The first American president was bled to death because he had a cold. Every time he started looking better, getting cheeks getting rosy, they're going, oh the blood is too high. And he didn't, was not able to gather his strength and he died of medical treatment. It happens. It happens, but most often we get better with medical treatment. So, you know, I, I'm a big fan. Of uh, running to the doctor for everything Uh, in fact I I do need your prayers the doctor told me I have hypochondria which is um, which is evidently the fourth time this month and I'm really depressed about it Um, and WebMD has banned me saying I need to give somebody else a chance Um, In Acts 17 26 the Bible says Paul and his speaking to the pagans there that God is made of one flesh all who dwell on earth one flesh in other words the, Dar- the darwinian teaching was that we uh, we all come from different branches of the tree that those that are black skinned come from this branch and those that are white skinned go from that branch and those that you get the point and of course because Darwin was a, um, a a gentleman of the English Empire, he believed that the white race was the higher, more more highly developed race. And to the point where for many years until very recently, children with Down syndrome were called mongoloid. The reason was that according to Darwinian evolution, a Asian person was not smart. And a Down syndrome child then was as smart as an Asian person. That was all the teaching. Genetic variations do exist, and they can differentiate in rapid ways. We all have, however, one human ancestor, and now genetics has proven that, beyond any shadow. And so now we know we all come from the same branch. But until 1900 AD, and I need to say about, because Carl Landsteiner uh, spoke about things and he wrote things so about 1900 he believed no i think we're all human and that was new please remember that in the 1940s one of the great powers in europe felt it was acceptable to exterminate jewish people because they weren't humans that is the way we were taught the way we we lived and eugenicists, and by the way, Hitler and Goering and, um, uh, and Goebbels, they got their idea from rich people in America that they were studying something called eugenics, where they were going about and sterilizing, in their mind, idiots and morons so they couldn't reproduce. It was done at state fairs, it was done in parlors look up eugenics and the U.S., Hitler wrote uh, letters back and forth and how to do this with Americans who were part of things like the Rockefeller Federation, the big names, the Carnegie. Um, It is is one of those things, I know that in Appalachia the name William Plecker still gets a shudder. As the um, administrator of the census in Virginia, he, with a stroke, would change people's race on a card and they'd have to be broken up as a marriage because they were in a race now and sterilized. That was in America just about 100 years ago. So again, the Bible says we are all made of one flesh by God, Acts 17, 26. It took a long time for us to figure that out, but I don't think we have. And I'll talk about that at the end. In Isaiah 40, in verse 22, God sits upon above the circle of the earth. Well, now, hang about. The Bible speaks as the earth is round many times, while sometimes it retains the vernacular of the four corners. We do the four corners. We say the sun rises. No, it doesn't. We spin. But we don't want to say first spin, last spin, light spin, dark spin. We say, the sun rose. We're not stupid. We know what we mean. So when the Bible uses the vernacular, don't think it's wrong. It's just using language people understand. So, the circle of the earth. This was known in some civilizations. Columbus did not discover this. Please remember, Columbus sailed off and didn't know where he landed and didn't know where he'd been when he left. So, let's not give him too much credit there. There were others, like Ferdinand Magellan, who sailed around the world, although he didn't survive that sailing, that ship did. Aristotle, way back in 348 BC, said the world was round, because he noticed ships, as they were sailing away, that their bottoms disappeared before their mast. Therefore, there must be a curve. And he started doing the math. By the way, smart people keep their eyes open and look. Einstein came up with the concept of relativity while riding in an elevator because of the motion of the elevator, and he paid attention. Well, then, Job chapter 26, verse 7 not only is it round, but God says, He hangeth the earth upon nothing. Now, please remember when Job was written, and it was written in Mesopotamia, the standard theory. Of how the world was situated was that the world was on the back of a turtle we're not done that was swimming in a bowl of milk perfect sense actually because um, every now and then that turtle shifts a little bit we have earthquakes you know that sort of thing he turns around and the stars move and that was the standard thing and yet job says no he hangs the earth upon nothing and you might think well others had to have known that as well no It wasn't a common theory until uh, 1608 when Hans Lippershey uh, developed the theory, and that backed up, uh, I'm sorry, Isaac Newton then came along 1687 and backed it up and proved it. But you still have people today that are flat earthers, and they're on YouTube. Lots of videos on YouTube. They'll even get on airplanes and say, now, see, if the earth was round, then this... And I'm always going, you know, God gave you two eyes to look. Only one mouth, which indicates maybe you should look twice as much as you speak. But maybe that's just me. A man who makes his living speaking. And Jeremiah uh, 33 and verse 22 is one of, the, one of the many, many. Jeremiah thirty-three twenty-two. One of the many places where the Bible says that the stars cannot be counted. But all the way up until 1600 they believed that they could. Copernicus had said there are 3,000. He counted them. I, I'm, I think, what are the odds? It came out an even number, but you know, who am I to argue with Copernicus? He's dead, it's not an effective argument. But Galileo in 1608 said, I don't believe you can count the stars because now they were using lenses to see out and they saw stars where they saw no stars before. And now we know there are star factories. Look, at the, look up the butterfly nebula. Look up the, horse, um, the seahorse nebula. Look up the horse head nebula. They are spewing out millions of stars. It is incredible. But the Bible knew that in Jeremiah's time, it took us into the 1600s. In Psalm 104, verses 5 through 9, the scripture says, all of the earth was once underwater. Now that's a given. I love to fly out west. If I'm flying to California or to Seattle, those are the only times I want the window seat. Otherwise, I'll need the aisle seat so I can be the first off the plane. At that stage, I don't really care if you judge me. But, <clears> okay. <throat> i just i don't like to be trapped you know so anyway i take the window seat because i love going over the deserts and tracing the ancient rivers and the ancient oceans and how the settlement laid and then i'll look around over there and there it is and now we go down here i just love that the bible knew it a long time ago the first geological study to suggest And I would even go so far as to say, prove all the earth was once underwater, was in 1885, Edward Seuss, not related to Dr. Seuss, because Dr. Seuss wasn't named Dr. Seuss. This is Edward Seuss, 1885. And then we can go to the book of Job again, and Job is just a wealth of of these things. For example, in Job's, I'm just going to say Job 36, 37, and 38, three times he comes back to the water cycle, With how evaporation then forms clouds, then it comes down uh, with thunder because of lightning is the first one to make those connections all the way through. It is brilliant. But he also says God balances the lightning. Now, What's that about? Well, a thunder cloud is a negative electrical pump. It conveys a negative charge to the earth and a positive charge to the upper atmosphere. Um, In fact, if you try to fly through a thunder cloud and you're not in the proper plane, you will be torn apart by the forces going up and down. Uh, Yeah, you'll see the people in the eye of the hurricane. Uh, Those are special airplanes, and the eye of the hurricane isn't the problem. It's the edges. You know, they know what they're doing, but it's still dangerous. The ionosphere discharges a current of 1,800 amperes to the Earth. I will do this quickly. I know some people's eyes roll up that requires a certain number of thunderstorms to be occurring on the earth's surface at every given time and it is we are balanced to about 1800 therm- uh, thunderstorms plus or minus one percent around the globe at all times if you did not do that electricity and charges would build to limits where we could have no human life You remember in the winter how you'll touch somebody and it'll spark and you laugh? If we lost this within a few minutes, perhaps hours, uh, you could spark them and you'd both be ashes. We need the discharge and we need the movement and God balances it. By the way, this was confirmed in 1960 when we started looking at um, uh, whether we started sending up satellites. You can go through Job 38 through 40 as a tour of the cosmos. Um, The measurement and the music of stars, when the morning stars sang, radio telescopic images are constantly being recorded of the singing noises of the stars. Because that helps us understand their their chemical makeup and whether they are alive or dead. By the way, one of the reasons you can't count a star is because when you see it, you don't know if it's there. Stars can burn out millions of years And the light hadn't burned out yet getting to us. And so who knows? And by the way, that also means there are a lot of stars out there whose lights haven't made it to us yet. The universe is cool. There are springs in the sea. That's in chapter 38. All of these are in chapter 8. Light has mass. You can bend it. And that was one of the big rules is the light has no mass. But now we know it does. And you can concentrate it to a point where you can cut metal with it. We know we can bend it. We didn't know that until the last hundred years. The water cycle, the movement of stars, vibration and rain, the use of electricity to communicate. In chapter Job 38, 35, he even asked Job, can you call up the lightning to send it your direction and say, here I am? We do, all the time. What's a Mesopotamian shepherd in 1500 BC know about this? The answer is nothing, so we have to ask why it's there. I'm going to spend the last minutes here. Why is this important? Again, not so we can run around holding our Bible and try to make it into God. And we often, there's a Bible-olatry which is very dangerous, where you start worshiping the written word rather than the living word. And people have done that, and they've split churches over it. Um, There's a danger there. I don't even show Christian evidences to show people my God's better than their God, even though I'm convinced he is. I do it because the Bible is the story of God and the story of men and women and how God has entered into history and moved us closer to Christ over the millennia and how his spirit continues to move us. I want them to know they can trust this book because this book says all humans are made in the image of God, and therefore, they are valuable, they are worthy of respect, they have dignity, and they are to be loved and cared for. All humans. When the biggest indoor sport of humans is to denigrate other humans, I think it's important that we tell people, here's another story, and we have reason to believe this is inspired by God. And if that's true, it means that your life is far more valuable than you ever imagined. And the life of your enemy is far more valuable than you would ever imagine. And I say that this week because I saw some tweets that just broke my heart. There were tweets after the Texas abortion law. And by the way, I see some things in the Texas abortion law I don't like. I'm not trying to say, yay, the law. I didn't read all the law, but I have seen there's some good, but there's some things that really trouble me about it. If you ask me later, I may tell you, but see, that's not what I do. I talk about Jesus. And what I want to talk about is the tweets that came out from people who don't live in Texas saying, well, then it's just going to get filled up with Down syndrome kids. Yep. These came from names you would know in Hollywood and in politics. One went so far as to even say, all this will do is back up the stereotypes of Americans in Europe that we're all stupid because Texas and these states are gonna fill with these babies that you couldn't let us abort. Down syndrome children are a gift to the universe. They are, yes, a lot for parents and friends to care for but we get to care for them and they respond with joy and love they're valuable they're valuable and it broke my heart and i thought you guys are saying the quiet part out loud because this is what abortions about is sex selection and like in many times in fact One tweet came from a lady tweeting with her picture. She did a TikTok too, and I'm not on TikTok, but when they Twitter it, when they tweet it, I saw it, where she she says, I've had 21 abortions on her T-shirt, and she's celebrating it. Friends, life is precious. Why would we worry about climate if life wasn't precious? Why would we pass laws against murder if life wasn't precious? Why would we worry about being honorable, good people as we drive if life wasn't precious? Well, if life is precious, their life is precious too. But the right, if you're right now celebrating, don't. Because I saw a lot of tweets about the way the Taliban has been treating people. And they have. They've been murdering and raping and beating those left behind. There is no question. But the right, I've seen tweets on, what we ought to do is start right outside the gates of the airport and start carpet bombing all of them. There are men, women, and children there. There are human beings there whose only crime is to be born in the wrong country. That's all. How dare we ignore the value of their lives? I've seen people on the right say similar about the LGBTQ community. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to celebrate it. But you do have to accept these are human beings. and We speak of them with dignity and respect. Evidences are just a way for God to show us the road to Jesus. And Jesus turns and looks at us and says whosoever will may come blessed are the peacemakers share your goods share your lives we are no longer judges we are no longer savages we are the people of God and here's the thing your enemies and those that come to mind when you think of monstrous savages and I think you could say that about the Taliban. You look at their faces, you look what they're doing. I think you can say that, but you also have to remember, and yet, they were created in the image of God, and therefore they are people of God too. And while they may be sinning, I don't know that there's a maybe there, while they may be doing gross and horrible sins, we do not have the right to demote anybody to subhuman. Who God has made is a person. And we're going to have to find another way to reach out to each other and let them know that they are loved by a great God that does not require of them what their God does. So, that's why we look at Christian evidences. Not to prove our Bible's perfect, not to prove our God is best. Even though we may believe these things, we, we do the evidences so people will pay attention to the story of Scripture that leads us to Jesus who according to John chapter one is the word of God. And we tell them he is in you and just like Paul in Acts 17:26, he made all of you and as Paul said, he is not far from any of you. And he was speaking to a, a, an assembly of pagan men. If Paul can act that way, after all the scars of being stoned and imprisoned, and we can also do that. If our Jesus forgave those who nailed him, we can be a forgiving people. We will not win them by bombs. But love still works. It's hard. It's a slow-motion miracle. But we love our Bibles because they tell us a story. And that story is why we're here. Misha, would you come on up and we will prepare to do our last song and then be led in our closing prayer.